Hey everyone, today we are going to be talking about product reviews, testimonials, that social proof that marketers love to talk about and everybody likes to add to their websites. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jessie Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. So I think the first thing that I want to say, and I think Jesse will probably agree with me, is that the important part about social proof and testimonials is to be as upfront about it and not be misleading when you use the testimonials and social proof. Oh, that's nice. I was going to use the word slimy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good word too. (laughs) Yes, I I feel like there is a lot of slimy testimonials mm-hmm. and reviews out there these days because everybody knows how important it is to have social proof. I mean, I don't know about you Angela, but every single time I'm I want to buy something, I look for the social proof. In fact, yeah. it that's actually interesting. Yesterday I was looking at a program and I I saw a couple reviews, but not enough in my opinion. And so each person needs a different amount to be convinced. And there wasn't enough for me to be convinced. And so I just kind of closed out and left it. Who knows? Maybe after a few more touch points, I'll end up buying it anyway. But, you know, because, of course, they've been targeting me ever since I clicked. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) But – Social proof is really important. Like I will read testimonials more than the actual sales copy. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say I actually read a really interesting article yesterday going along with that idea of social proof that was talking about how more and more people are turning to things like Reddit Mm -hmm. to look up products and services rather than like Googling for reviews because the Google reviews oftentimes are really sleazy and scammy and paid reviews or whatever um, that are kind of gaming the Google system, whereas something like Reddit tends to be slightly more authentic. So people are clearly starting to kind of take social proof with a grain of salt. And I think that's all the more reason to be sure that when you are presenting that social proof that you are doing it in a like a genuine way, because I think that's going to make a big difference too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's something that just hit me as one of the ways to do that is when you get a review and we'll talk about different ideas and getting reviews. Yeah. But when you put reviews on your site, Instead of just putting a portion of it or writing it out, which is is good, you can still do that. If you can get a video testimonial, mm-hmm. that is even more amazing because then the people who need just a little bit more will watch that video. And seeing someone and you know, average Joe or whatever 
sitting there talking about your product, it's harder for them to, I don't want to say lie, but it, it it's easier for them to really display their true result with your product because it's on camera, it's on video. And yeah. you can kind of gauge how hard are they trying to think? Like, do they really mean it? You can feel the sincerity. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I do with testimonials on my site, because I tend to get longer testimonials, like longer written testimonials. And some people don't really like to try and read through all that. It looks a little weird on a site, but I also don't want to clip pieces out and like pieces parts it. So one thing I will do is I will take a portion of it and put it on there and I have a, a thing where if they hover over the image, it'll open it up and they can see the whole mm-hmm. review. Yeah, like a read more. I was just thinking, yeah. yeah, like a read more button that you can click and it would pop yeah. up. But yeah, the hover thing's even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you yeah. using your tech skills. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> but yeah, social proof is, is really important. Um, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, so I know we paused. <laughs> yeah. Angela, tell everybody what just happened. <laughs> okay, so we were trying to record and I got a phone call and it was my husband who, he's an amazing person, but he was grocery shopping. And so I knew the phone call was going to be something along the lines of, I can't find this. Where is it at? What kind of whatever is it? Um, it was for our kid's shampoo. I had sent him a picture but in our store, the kids' shampoo is in, like, a different section. So that's mm-hmm. exactly what it was. Like, what is this shampoo? Why can't I find it? Where am I supposed to be looking? Um, and so I, I told Jesse, I was like, hold on just a minute. Because I knew if I didn't answer the phone that he was going to come home without something. So, <laughs> <laughs> And you said, you even sent him with a picture. I did. But I the sent picture's him a picture. not going to tell you where it's at in the store. Right. The picture doesn't tell you what <laughs> aisle to go to. So it's, you know... <laughs> Oh my god. I know. I told Angela, like, you know, this is why I've started to order that kind of stuff on Amazon, like shampoos and stuff, because that way I know I get exactly what I want. (laughs) Yeah. I ordered some fish food for my kids' beta fish on Amazon because I figured it would get here faster than me making time to go to the store. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's how it is these days. (laughs) Yeah. All righty. See, this is why I love our podcast because we we're like it's so fun. This is this is the mom part. This, <laughs> this is, is real life. life. Got to get that yeah. kid shampoo because <laughs> heaven forbid they get regular shampoo in their eyes and oh, freak yeah. out because it stings. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know what? I another side tangent. I've been taking the kid shampoo because you know bubble bath is is just like soap right so i've been pumping a few because my shampoo i got the big one so it's the pump i pump a few squirts in the bathtub to make the bubbles nice (laughs) so that again the bubble bath won't hurt their eyes if they happen to get it in their face or whatever smart mom hack right there yeah and bonus (laughs) they're extra clean I know. And I think about that too. I'm like, okay, so if I, if they don't let me scrub them very well, then they're yeah. so clean. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, back to testimonials and social proof. Back to testimonials and social proof. Let's talk a little bit about how to get good testimonials and social proof. Okay. Do you have any particular tips and tricks? I mean, the easiest thing is just to ask people. And I don't know why that seems to be so hard these days, but sometimes people feel weird about going to someone and saying, hey, can you... Can you pump me up? You know, yeah. it's like asking for a compliment. You don't want to do it, mm-hmm. but you need it. So one of the one of the ways that you can, if you ask the right questions, it doesn't feel like you're asking for a compliment. Yes. Right? And some people, especially with new products, are just like, I, I don't, no one's ever purchased this. There is no social mm-hmm. proof. Well, give it to someone. That's what Angela yep. and I did when we were writing our Marketing Moms book. Yeah. Is we gave a copy to a few moms we knew could benefit from it and, and might enjoy reading it for us and said, hey, we're going to give you this book for free in exchange. Can you let us know what you think first? Because we yep. we wanted to edit the book. But we're like, let us know what you think. And can you give us a review? Yep. And they happily said yes. Now, because it was a book, it was a little more time investment for them to sit down, right. read it, get it back to us. So that, you know, you also have to give people realistic deadlines, right? Like we didn't say, here's my book. Can I have it tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to give de- re- like realistic timelines to say, here's my book. Just so you know, it's about a two to three hour read. Could we have it, you know, in like two weeks? Yeah, that's a lot more realistic. If you're enjoying this candid chat, you can get early access, exclusive content, and more by supporting us on Patreon. Simply visit patreon.com forward slash marketing moms. Now back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think asking for product reviews and asking for testimonials are a little different in that with product reviews, people sort of expect now to get asked for a product review. I think it's becoming a little more common. I mean, I just got an email from Pizza Hut. How was your delivery? I'm just like, how was your delivery? Uh, I got the food. Our grocery store does that. When you check out, when you like put your card in, it'll pop up with this little like row of different faces for like mad and like all the way up to super happy and it'll say like it'll either say how clean was the store or it will say how was your experience today Mm -hmm. and you have to like so like even the grocery store when we check out is basically getting reviews (laughs) but yeah and um what I generally recommend for clients with product stores is some kind of automation a lot mm-hmm. of the email providers now, including um, like if you have something like Shopify, there's apps that will automate it, will automatically send out an email after someone buys a product that'll say, hey, can you give a review on the product? And it'll kind of collate everything and put it on the site for you, which is really, Ooh, really nice. That's cool. I mean, I'm sure that's what Pizza Hut's doing. I really don't see someone behind the scenes sending me a personal right. Pizza Hut. How was Dear your pizza? Jessie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was automated. Yeah. That's a great idea. Automation is your friend. And you can, to a point, automate um, requesting testimonials. I have something that I do 
where as I am like offboarding clients, I have a form that I will send. I'll just send them an email. It's like a pre-typed out email that just says, hey, if you could fill out this form for me, I would really appreciate it. Um, you know, if you'll fill it out, like I'll write the testimonial using your answers and then you can approve it so that mm -hmm. because a lot of times when you ask people like, can you give me a testimonial? They're like, ah, uh, it was great. Like they don't really know what to say. But some of the things that I ask for part of the testimonials, like, why did you come to, why did you get this service? Um, why did you pick me for this service? What was your favorite part about the service? Um, and then I always ask, like, is there anything that I could have done different or better? So part of the things that I tell clients when I ask them to fill out the form is not only am I trying to like get testimonials, but I also want to know like if there's something that I did that bothered you or that you think I could have done better so that I can improve my service for other clients, mm -hmm. I want to know that as well. Yeah. And I know a few other service providers that do something similar where they'll send out a form and then they'll kind of collate all the answers into a testimonial send it back to the client and say, hey, this is what I put together. Is this okay? And then, you know, get their approval for using it on social media and websites. Yeah. I would say that as a service provider, especially if you're doing a long-term project, that makes sense. If you sell a product or a very short-term service, sending them a form is never going to get filled out. Yeah. Because you have, to, you have to build that out. relationship with them in a long-term project. So for someone who is just selling a, a one-time product or service, then the easiest thing is to ask the right questions. Yes, that's important. And be very succinct. So like Angela was saying at the grocery store, they didn't ask all the questions. It's, hey, when I go up, I'm going to get one of these questions. Yep. And so, you know, it can it can be as simple as that. I would say that the biggest questions to ask would be how has like where were you before using mm -hmm. this product or service and where are you now yeah like that's it just I mean that right there is going to be able to answer how that product or service transformed their life yeah before using xyz shampoo because we're on shampoos yeah <laughs> my hair was frizzy and dry and all over the place and now it is silky smooth and flyaways don't exist in my world yeah that's a great testimonial yeah give them something really specific um that's one of the the questions that i get the best results from is what was your favorite part of mm. whatever um and i can send even just that out for if i do a really short like pixel installation it takes me like five minutes I can just say like, hey, what was your favorite part of this? Or what was the best thing that came out of using XYZ product? Because most people can give you a pretty short answer for that. And they feel comfortable saying like, oh, it was to it was really easy to work with you. Or mm -hmm. the shampoo made my hair feel great. Like that can kind of move. And, and yeah. And sometimes if, if it by itself is not really impactful like oh Angela's easy to work with okay anybody could say that yeah but when you see <laughs> yeah. 17 of those on your page 
oh, mm-hmm. maybe she really is easy to work with because yeah, all like all these people said that. Yeah. Yep. So then the more another- you have, the more legit it feels. Yeah, that is another fun thing, especially as a service provider. As you get more and more testimonials, you'll start to see things come up repeatedly that you may or may not notice about yourself as a service provider Mm -hmm. (laughs) or that may not seem like a big deal to you, but you realize is something that's important to the clients that you're working with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And products are the same thing. I know I've seen products one of the trends that i'm seeing with product reviews now is that they will be segmented by themes so you'll have like a little word box at the top where you can say it's shampoo it'll say like it'll have all the reviews and then there'll be words at the top like silky healthy um Mm dandruff and you can click on it and it'll show you all the reviews that have that word in it so you can kind of look at yeah like a filter and you can kind of filter it by whatever issue it is that you're trying to solve which i think is really cool that's cool um obviously when i'm when i'm gonna buy something on i say obviously it's not obviously because you know this is me (laughs) But anyway, what I do, how about that? What I do is on Amazon, I will not practically buy anything without scrolling down and taking a look. And I don't just look at the the recommended reviews. I always click most recent. So then it'll show me the most recent reviews. Because for example, there are products that have been on the market for years, right? So looking at a a review from four years ago, it it might still be true, but recency matters. So when I'm taking a look at them and I see, oh, hey, this one was written last week, I almost trust it more than the one that was four years ago, even if the one four years ago was a really you know, solid review, like whether it was good or bad, I just trust the one more recent more. I I don't know. That's just a personal thing. I agree. And I think too, especially recently, I have noticed like on Amazon with products that have a ton of reviews, if because you can filter by like how many stars the reviews are. Mm -hmm. If I go to a product and like all of the one and two star reviews are from like mid 2020 or whatever that's generally an indication that like oh they had a short-term problem and then they Mm -hmm. made it better so looking at when those reviews happened especially if there's like a bunch of bad ones together kind of can tell you a little bit about what's going on like especially if the newer reviews tend to be better you know that whatever the problem was they fixed it yeah that makes a lot of sense Speaking of product reviews, we would love if you could go to especially Apple and rate and review our podcast because the more reviews we get, the more people get to see our podcast and get to join us in the conversation. Hmm. Okay. I'm just trying to run through my mind and make sure that if there's anything else I can think of when it comes to reviews. Well, the other thing is let's say that you are coming out with a, a brand new service and, and not even, not even the product or service. It, it's just, it's not something that anybody has used yet or you've been able to do, 
but you want to have testimonials, right? So sometimes just talking to people who know you, mm-hmm. it's almost like a job interview, right? Yeah. When, when someone calls for an endorsement for a job interview, you just talk about who they are, not yeah. necessarily what that particular job is. You know, Jesse, you know, has shown tech skills way, you know, yeah. She's a problem solver. She's dedicated. She never gives up. She, yeah. you know, all these things. And then I can take that and put that on there so people know who I am as a person, even if it doesn't directly relate to the service I'm offering. Yeah. Yep. And I would say just like for products, if you are trying to get a review for a product, nobody has bought it, you can give it to someone um, you, we see brands do that a lot with influencers. Yeah. They'll like mm-hmm. give an influencer a product for in exchange for a review. Um, and then also for service providers, you can like find someone that needs that service, offer them like a discount since you are trying to gather up testimonials and just tell them going into it like, hey, I'll do this for a discounted rate, but I'd really like a testimonial at the end so that I can put it on my website. That also reminds me of course creators. A lot of times the first iteration of a course is called the beta round and it is cheaper than the final course is going to be. Maybe it's because they're still building it. Maybe it's because, you know, they just want to test the content and they're going to make it better before they sell it at the higher price. But yeah, like the beta round of a course is often cheaper or discounted. Mm than the final will be. And that's another way that you can get people to take it, (laughs) to give you the reviews. Yes, get people to to give you the reviews. And I know course creators that have just full-on courses now that they've run for years that will still have at the end of the course a little thing at the end that says, like, please leave a review, please tell me what you thought, please whatever, to continue gathering those. Because like Jesse said, the more recent reviews are often more impactful. Yeah. If you go to a course and all of the reviews are five years old, it kind of makes you wonder if the course is being updated. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's a good point. Or if people have been taking it and getting the same results. Yeah. Because that's another thing in the online space, especially with courses, is, you know, in this world, information changes so quickly. Maybe something worked. Like, if I'm going to take a social media course or something like that, I'm not going to take one for, from five years ago because social media yeah. moves at such a quick pace. If I had done that, then there are certain apps that wouldn't be on there or certain yep. features. Like think about Instagram, for example. They started with just pictures and now they've got yeah. the Instagram TV and the reels and the stories, stories. and all these things yep. that weren't there at the beginning. So yeah, you want to make sure that that people are still getting results recently. Yeah. And when you display them, make sure you're displaying some kind of context. The one thing that drives me crazy on sales pages is, especially with the income-based testimonials, like, oh my gosh, I did this thing and now I'm making six times as much money. I want to know a little bit more about that. Like, <laughs> give me a little context. Where did you start? How long did it take you? Like, you know, things like that. And I think that's important now, especially as people are starting to kind of 
side eye testimonials and product reviews because they Mm -hmm. know that there are a lot of slimy people out there that will just pay or make up reviews to put on the site so it's I think it's important to add that context to let people know like this is kind of how this came about and not like the slap the little results may vary like give me some information <laughs> yes but you do need the disclaimers that results are not oh typical. yeah you do it, yes it takes you know hard work dedication results may vary yeah. based but anymore, on that's your not experience enough anymore. Anymore. yeah that's yeah. true that's true but you do still need that so you don't get you sued. do still need those so you don't <laughs> get sued. but like we're kind of coming to the point where that's not really enough anymore people are gonna mm-hmm. look at those big grandiose claims and be like i don't think that's real but if you provide a little more context then that can be helpful yeah I was just thinking about that the other day with um you know diet and exercise for example Mm -hmm. like in the studies and stuff that they do with different methods you think about it like oh okay well let's say this person did this method and they lost a lot of weight in a short amount of time and that's awesome But then you start to wonder, what else did they do? Maybe because they were doing this exercise, they ate better. And the combination is what helped them lose weight, not just the exercise that you're trying to promote or the the machine that you're trying to promote. So it's like you have to, like Angela said, see the whole context and take it with a grain of salt. Um, Another type of testimonial that you don't want to forget about is that if you're you've been in business for a while and you're coming out with something new, you can use reviews from past past offers. You yeah. can say, you know, let's say that you're coming out with, I don't know, a new, new course. Here's what others have said about our other courses. Boom. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, here's what others have said about our other blah, 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 blue. Or if you're a service yep. provider – Here's what others have said about working with me in the past. Bloop. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the specific service, but it's still a legit review on you and what you have done, which does matter. It matters if people enjoyed your past courses on whether you think this one's going to be successful or not or a service. Yeah. Absolutely. Another thing is I've seen – this is a touchy subject, paid reviews. Ooh. Now, I know that you can't, it's kind of like that when, hey, here's my thing for free. Like you didn't have to buy it. But at the same time, it's it feels even – it's tough because – okay, I feel – let me back up. The people <laughs> – I have a specific example in mind. On Amazon, it is hard – to buy something from someone and get – like if you have something on Amazon, it's hard to go out and get reviews from people, right? Yeah. Um, especially if you you don't have access to their email address or, or things like that. But what I've seen is that when people ship something to me, sometimes there's a little card, like a little business card or something in the package that says, please go here to leave a review. Yeah. And – I've even seen, hey, for 10% off your next order, leave a review. And I understand it. They're trying to bribe me to go leave a review because they're hoping 
Okay, it's like it's like a last ditch effort. It's like you're not gonna yes. leave a review. Maybe if I offer something, can you please go leave a can review? You please leave a review. Yeah. This is another reason why it is. I mean, this could be a whole another topic in and of itself, but why using sites like Amazon that mm-hmm. you don't control to sell your products is hard. Because yeah. yes, your exposure might be a little more when someone's searching. But this is what happens on the flip side. You don't own the list. You can't you don't really own the customer in that right. you can reach out to them and, and build a relationship. It's just a one and done. Here's your package. Goodbye. Yeah. Yep. And I, I know too, people are starting even on Amazon to be really specific and call out companies that are soliciting paid reviews or doing something kind of slimy to get reviews. I know I was looking at a product the other day and there were several lower reviews that had specifically mentioned, like I tried to get help with this product and I couldn't get anyone to help unless I put like a five-star review on Amazon. Oh my. Yeah. And there were like several of those. And I was like, I mean, you kind of have to take the bad reviews with a grain of salt just like you do with the good reviews but the fact that there were several spaced out over a few weeks kind of made me be like I don't really want to buy this then yeah (laughs) like now I don't trust all of these five-star reviews I'm seeing so we're seeing that more too where people are kind of calling out companies on you know they won't help you unless you give them a review or you get a card that says you can have a free product if you leave a five-star review, which mm-hmm. I don't think is necessarily bad. But when you are seeing that in the review section without like context, then it seems a little scammy. Yeah. I will say a lot of times on at least mommy products I've seen, like baby items and stuff like that, I'll always see this was part of a paid promotion. Yeah. <laughs> this review received and, – and that's the truth. The moment I see this was part of a paid promotion, I almost ignore it uh-huh. unless it's not a five-star review. Yes. The people that have enough guts to do a three-star review on a this was pay – like part of a paid promotion, yeah. I listen to those because I was like, this is someone who's going to be honest because yeah. they didn't feel pressured by it being a paid promotion – to just yeah. give a five star review, they're and it like almost makes you like free. that company a little more because you feel like oh they didn't you know insist on a five star review from this person. That and the fact that it's shown right mm-hmm. because yeah. y- I'm sure you could easily hide the reviews you don't want out there, but oh, no, yeah. it's still yeah. shown. Like hey, this is someone's real experience. It's you know. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, that feels like it wraps up a lot of things about getting testimonials. At the end of the day, we just talked for 30 minutes about how to get testimonials, mostly without having any in the past and you having a brand new product or service. So the next time you're ready to put something out, I'm not going to believe you when you say that there's no way you can get a testimony (laughs) (laughs) or a review. I don't believe you. Here was 30 minutes worth of ideas. (laughs) <laughs> your your homework today is or this week is if you don't already have some testimonials or even if you do like we were just saying the recency your mm-hmm. homework everybody 
is to, to go out and get some more recent reviews. Yes. Oh, I do have one more thing. Oh, okay. That made me, that reminded me. One more way, if you don't have testimonials or product reviews, um, if somebody is communicating with you by email or messenger or whatever and they say something nice, just ask them if you can use that. I did that with a client the other day. She said something very sweet in an email. And I said, I know this is a little awkward, but would you mind if I use that as a testimonial on my site? And she was like, absolutely, please go ahead and use it. So that's another way you can get testimonials. Oh, yeah, and just like in conversation. Reviews. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm even thinking here of, of people are going to be like, but what if I'm, you know, in an, in an MLM and it's not it's not about the product at that point. It's yeah. about you. Yeah. Hey, working with Angela was da 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 da. She can, yeah. you know, she did a party for me and da 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 da. And she went above yeah, and beyond by so doing da 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 da. Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't even have to be about the product. It can be about the experience. So yeah. Anyway, that was one last thing from me too. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's your homework this week. Go get a review for your product or service. If you're stuck, you're like, I don't know how to get a review for this. Um, come to our Instagram, DM us, leave a comment somewhere. We will help you figure it out. At Marketing Moms Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book now available on Amazon.